Thank you for listening to BLC Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Good morning, Breakthrough Life Church, friends, and of course, you guys are family to me. Even though I haven't met some of you, I'm getting to know uh, man, a large portion of this and, of course, get to know your hearts, right? There's been such an identity shift for all of us in who we are. And Lisa was reminding me this morning that, you know, and she just asked me to share with you that I'm not just a minister that goes and stands in pulpits. I'm a businessman, Right, and so that's primarily what I do, and I just have a great privilege to come share some of the stuff that God does with me in the workplace. So it's in fact not even who I am, it's just what I do. So I'm a son of God. You're sons and daughters of God. So our individual identities are really important, but there's something that happens when a people come together and they have a DNA that is so unique, you host the King of Kings. Worship this morning, oh, I'm undone, undone. That is the best worship, corporate worship I've ever been in to this day. There was something unique going on. And what increases the intensity of the experience in worship? His presence. And that's what's gonna continually happen for you. Continual increase of his manifest presence. And when he comes, his glory comes. It's the the glory of God is his essence. It's just riches, true riches in his presence. And then things begin to manifest As we were worshiping, oil just began to pour on my face and my hands. Yeah, I see the oil right there. You know, people are receiving oil. It's like, Lord, what is this? It's beautiful oil of gladness. Some of you, he's smearing with oil because he's about to light you on fire (laughs) and send you out. I do have some notes to keep me a little bit on track, but I'm not really known for having a very structured presentation. And John said he's okay with that. He told me a few days ago, I said, oh, I got some more preparing to do. He said, that's okay. Just finish your preparation up there. Okay, permission. You know, how many people were uh, here this week for the FMI gathering that are still here. Wow. Wow, lots of you. How many were at the prophetic training? Okay. So, you know, this house, not only do you host the presence of God well, but it's extending to other nations and you're, you're amazing at hosting people. I've been hosted here. It's, I mean, it's just so wonderful to be not looked after, but loved. You, you love people really well. You know, all the people that came in from other nations, and they're leaving here with an increase of love. And you guys did it. 
And I know from experience and just, you know, having some real one-on-one time with several of you that your hearts are to love the community that you're in and love this city and see cultural transformation come. And mark my words, it's happening. And it's happening right now. That, you know, John's right, where we're standing, there's so many components involved in seeing the manifestation of a dream, but John and I just played our part. That was it. We just came into agreement with the Lord and said, yeah, that's what's in John's heart. And here's what the Lord is saying about it. And here we are. And you're moving into another season. And this is, we are right now stepped across the threshold of the greatest move of God in the history of the universe. This is a move that is flooding through this nation, regardless of what you're seeing happen right now in the physical and what you're hearing in the media. Believe me, God is on the move. Not equally to that. Far superior to that. Far superior. He has a plan. We see and we hear in part. We do our part. Right where you're at, right in the workplace, whether you are a doctor, a lawyer, a professional, a business owner, a janitor, you know, just as we were worshiping, I seen people that worked in other people's homes and I, and I seen a woman just ironing a shirt. She was just praising the Lord. You know the anointing for some reason is carried in cloth? You know, Scripture tells us. We've even had amazing things happen by, with a good friend of ours, Paul Manwaring. And we got together and I prayed over a cloth, gave it to him. He took it, he cut it into small pieces and took it and put it on little ch- children. There was this one child that was born, two and a half pounds, miraculously lived. Paul took this little tiny piece and put it on the chest, just, just in worshiping God baby lived. Well, you know, we don't jump ship and forget all of our, you know, teachings and that's it. That's the only way people get healed is that. You, you all know that's just not true. I why does that work? I don't know. Why does God do things the way he does? I don't know. We are little G's. He's the big G. Oh, boy, oh, boy. You know, just after that worship and coming out, and, you know, we're still in a place of worship. Your hearts, I can feel it. You're still there worshiping God. And the very word work and worship from the same root Hebrew word, you work as unto the Lord what he's called you to do right where you're at, regardless of the situation around you, when you are diligent and you put your hand to it, it prospers and he's with you and it's worship to him. I just spent some time yesterday with some good friends of mine and I was just sitting there and just watching the kids and they were all doing their own thing and it was just, oh, it was so pleasurable to watch them. I just had this impression that, oh, That's what God does with us when we're about the things in this earth. 
He's like, oh, look at Ed. Look at the way he's just doing that. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. <laughs> you know, I think we should just maybe just bow our heads for a second and do things a little different. I, you know, if, if there's anybody in this room that has never given their life to Jesus, said yes to him. You know, I see this painting that just amazing what happened. Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price for us. If you've never given your heart to the Lord and you're in this room, there is no time like now. He is here to join you in your spirit, overlay his spirit onto yours so you may be born again, so that you can step into life and that life abundant, so you can receive eternal life. You know, if that's you, just put your hand on your heart and just say, Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart. I believe you were sent and that you died on the cross and paid the price for my sins. And you desire me to be born again. Lord, you know who they are. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would fill them. Fill all of us to overflowing, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Wow. Where are we going, Lord? We're going to go deep, I believe. It's where we are. And then we'll pop back up, and out we go as sent ones, carrying more of the presence of God. The anointing of God comes on us to perform in this world so we can perform the supernatural works of God. He's the miracle worker. We don't, we don't do the miracles, but when there's an anointing on you, it's like a slide out of heaven, and it just comes, and it just happens. I don't apologize that there's a financial anointing on my life. I didn't do it. He did. I dropped out of high school. I went back, took lots of courses, did all kinds of things, but all over the world, God has me pouring into CEOs and highly educated people. And it's just astounding what he does. His anointing for financial increase. There is a new building that is going to be put up here. This building fund I declare this full in Jesus' name. Not just full up to the neck of it, but full to overflowing. So there's more than enough. So there's more than enough for the building, but there's more than enough for even housing projects out in the community or close to here. There will be CEOs business people from around the world yearning to come here to get in your midst because the Holy Spirit is with you. And for a reason known ultimately to God, 
He chose you because you chose him, but he first chose you, then you said yes, and it's back and forth. It's called rhythm. You're in a rhythm with God. There will be leaders, church leaders from all over the world. There will be officials from government that come here to find out what is going on. I have, the, I have this picture right now of Solomon and the extraordinary wisdom that came on him. We know according to scripture he didn't end well, but it doesn't mean we throw out the rest of the scriptures. Look at what happened to him. The intensity of wisdom was so powerful, the leaders of nations came. And when they came, what did they come with? They came, first of all, with an enormous desire. And they brought gifts of honor. The Lord told me a while back that those that do what you did this morning, he will immensely bless. I don't ask for money. I don't take up offerings. It's just not what I do. I believe in offering. You know, all of those things that we support ministries, but... You guys, this is amazing. I see a sanctuary for 1,500 people. A gathering place. There's, there's room for all of you to participate in that as leaders. Every one of you is. There's a need for every one of you is to say, yes, God, go ahead and raise me up. And he will. He'll empower you. There's an anointing flowing right now, an anointing of impartation to be empowered, not just to persevere, but empowered to prosper with extreme, extraordinary prosperity that astounds the rich. In Solomon's time, there was so much Wealth, they piled up the silver. It was just, uh, we'll just leave it laying there. I don't know what we'll do with it. It's kind of getting in the way. Let's just shovel it around. You know, if you go in and study that a little bit, it, it even says that, you know, there was so much wealth, so much wisdom. When wisdom, when the spirit of wisdom flows, the enemy can't stand there. He's got to get out. When the wisdom of God flows. And what is here? What I see over top of you is manifold wisdom. It's folds. I see it folding out and coming and touching you. When you fold something out, it's double portion. And when you operate in that, boom, you fold it out, it's double portion, but it's four times. And you fold it out again, it's eight times, but it's always another double. We have a coffee shop, speaking of coffee, thanks for just teasing me. I really needed a cappuccino this morning. I'm, I haven't, you know, I haven't grown to that place of not. We have what's called Tim Hortons, and it's this franchise coffee shop in Canada, and they have what's called a double-double. And I'll tell you, that business prospers. I don't, I don't go there mainly because the lineups are so long. They have drive-throughs, but in the morning, the cars are lined up. It's, but a double-double, so double portion. We better make this meeting this morning legal and get into some scripture, I think, okay? Hey?
Christy? Yeah? Okay. She's saying, yeah. Um, there's a few scriptures I want to share with you, and just really, the Lord, the Lord wants to share a few testimonies with you of some things that are going on even in your midst. But if you want to turn to here, you want to just listen, I'm happy to read to you. But if you go to the book of Colossians, Only, only because I know you know where it's at, okay? So go to Colossians and then turn left, okay? And we're going to just hop over to the book of John. Not John Crumpton, but the Holy Spirit-filled Word of God. You know, the very intent of Scripture and getting in deep to Scripture is to lead you into an encounter with the Holy One. You know, as you were praying for John and Lisa, as they go and they're out there, they start getting rested and revelation comes. The purpose of revelation is to lead them into that place of encounter with the Lord so their minds can be renewed. And as their minds are renewed, they carry the transfer of wealth with them. And they come back and they release that to you. Recognize what people around you carry. Back to making this uh, church service. It is, we know. Um, if you want, let's go to uh, John 14, 14, 14 to 26. This is Jesus, nice red print. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I'll not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You will also, you, live, you will live also. At that day, you know, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And just jump down to verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Lord is an amazing teacher. That doesn't mean we don't gather corporately and study and, and listen. He accentuates and helps us to find the truth. There's a lot of facts out there. But we were discussing that Somewhere between two conflicting ideas, they can be two facts, two ideas, the truth is suspended there. So it's very situational. That's why we need one another so much, is that, you know, just because I'm seeing something a certain way, I need to go to John, I need to confirm it with him. This is what I'm seeing. Is this matching what... And we'll dialogue, and, you know, he can correct me on things, which is not a bad thing. It's like repent, is a beautiful thing. When you learn to live a lifestyle of repentance, oh, 
It's just, okay, God, this isn't working. What's happening? Oh, there it is. You know, in business, we had a lawsuit against us that was just the craziest thing. We helped some people and didn't help them enough and they wanted more and this crazy situation. And the Lord said to me, no, you don't give them anything. I'll, I'll look after them. You just stand. And it was hard. It was a really difficult situation. They were professed Christians. Uh, so there was a lot of, a lot of conflict. And, uh, but just, you know, listening to the Lord. And he would tell me very specific things. One of the things he said was, that will come to nothing. And I'll look after them. It took about three years, and where I seen this explosive change is when they actually wanted to go all the way to the courtroom in front of a judge and jury and all of this. And I went, you know what, Lord, you're just not happy about this, are you? He went, no. I said, okay. I just totally, I know I've spoken that I just forgive them and, you know, I just want to move on and I've said bless them to move them on to something else. And, but I just right now, Lord, just help me see them the way you see them. And I stayed there in that place until I could see them that way. Then I said, oh, I forgive them, Lord. Oh, Lord, bless them. Oh, Lord, touch them. Within five days, I got a phone call from my lawyer. This is the, we're not sure why, after hundreds of thousands of, this is Canadian dollars, being spent on both sides, it doesn't make any sense. But they've asked if you'd be willing to just, all of us walk away from this. Forgiveness, there's power in it. I believe they're being immensely blessed that our differences are reconciled by the Holy Spirit. I'm not exactly sure why I shared that, but I, I'm pretty sure that there's somebody here who needed to hear that. Lord, thanks. Um, so, you know, teaching. And we are called to disciple. We're called to disciple a nation, right? Which is a people group. You're, you're, you're being discipled here. And we're, we're called to teach. And so when, you know, if you're mature in the Lord, we have a responsibility as we, as we mature to help others. You know, the last few days, spending some family time with Ed and Clorinda uh, in Pretoria. We took a slice of time and we went, we did some playing. And it was amazing. I would have never thought I'd have got to go ice skating in South Africa. <laughs> and as a Canadian, I played a lot of hockey, all the way up semi-pro stuff, and, you know, was very active in it. And when we got out there, it was interesting. The skates are a little bit different. I haven't skated for years. I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. How'd I do, Clorinda? Did good? Yeah, thanks. Some, you know, guys need affirmation. It's just part of how we're wired. But, you know, I got into the rhythm and got back and, okay, skating, and then I was helping the kids. And, you know, after a while, 
I noticed, boy, there is a lot of people, a lot of kids flopping around on the ice and hanging on the boards, and they'd never skated before. And I seen this team of people come in. So they were youth, and they had all these, you know, nice uniforms on and green and blue, and I thought, oh, okay, they'll be all the professional ones. They're probably, you know, sports people, and they, uh, they get their skates on and kind of watching. All these green uniform kids come, young men, young women. They step out onto the ice, and it was legs and arms and <laughs> flying and love, grabbing hold, and they had no idea what they were doing. So I went over and started giving some instruction. Now they were on these two blades on the ice trying to walk or run. And that is very dangerous on skates. So I watched them a little bit and said, okay, let me help you. So they'd hold my arm and I'd get them going a little bit and then let them go and they'd fall down. So I figured, okay, there's got to be something. Oh, that's what it is. They're trying to walk. They're trying to run. They're not even ready to walk or run yet. You know, in the church, I'm barely walking. You know, we're still just, just maturing up. So I went over, I said, listen, just hold on to the boards and then just put all your weight on one leg and then lift your other one. And then put it down, lift the other one. Okay, now let's go a little faster. So they're all standing there. Next thing you know, they're this. I said, see, that's the rhythm of skating. They were like, oh, okay. They would turn, hang onto the board, and they would start to skate. The little teaching, as long as they had the boards. But then they wanted to get out in the open ice. They wanted, oh, we gotta move on, you know, we gotta get away from these boards. So whose arm was there? Believe me, I'm a little stiff today. <laughs> my legs, but especially my arm. And I was reminded of, you know, we can mature in the Lord and then we can get comfortable. And we're not helping where we should help. And when we stretch ourselves, it, you know, it, it might be a little painful for a bit, but it's well worth it because my arm is getting strengthened again. So, we need to, in the church, look around and see, you know, who am I connected to? Who, you know, who can I connect to? And in the workplace, you don't have to use all this Christianese language, just the language of love, language of compassion, you know, being authentic and real. We see so many miracles in the marketplace. There is a tremendous anointing right now flowing into the marketplace. And you're, you're, you're bringing it back in here. You know, that doesn't say that, you know, oh, it's out there, that's only where God is, and we forget about spiritual authority in the church. No, we come back and corporately get together and get equipped to go out again. But there's supernatural works of God happening. Money is just like showing up in bank accounts, people going to the bank and saying, like, this $100,000, where did that come from? I don't know what's yours. They do a back check and everything. No, it was transferred in. It's all, it's yours. Amazing. I could use a little of that. <laughs> Lord, just saying, you know. You know my, my needs. He knows your needs. He knows your every need. 
And his desire is for you to receive the fulfilling of that. That you look at the need and say, Lord, here, that's what I was caring about. Here. He's, oh, good, thanks. He's a transactional God. He likes that when you bring things to him, especially your hurts. For some reason, boy, if you're hurting, oof, he is just like eager to, here, just give me that. Here, let me just give this back to you. You know, we don't go to him just to fulfill our needs, but it is part of our relationship with him. We go to him to worship him. We go to fellowship. You know, it's amazing. I was thinking this morning about how God calls us friend. (sighs) Amazing. And then I thought, you know, I've got some friends out there that I connect with. But where my heart really gets filled up is when I'm with family. We're just family. Isn't that such precious time with your kids? Hmm. So let's just pop into John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So whatever he hears the Father speaking, he'll tell you those things to come. Whether it's, it's in business, in your family life, in expanding the church, you know, he'll, he'll give you impressions. He talks a little differently to us, you know, so we can rely, be interdependent on one another. He'll tell you things to come in the area of healing. It's prophetic words. We were called, uh, you know, a few years ago, my wife and I were called to go pray for a little baby that a friend of our daughter's had a baby. And for 30 days, never been held by mom. Still in the university hospital in Edmonton. And operations, and with the complications, it was like one in 10 million with these two different things going on in the intestinal, three different operations. So we said, you know, we'll come and pray. On the way there, it was a two-hour drive. We're driving and worshiping God. And when we were worshiping, this is what came out of my mouth. Lord, what about baby Seth? Instantly, as I was driving, I had an open vision. Now, it's the weirdest thing, because you can still see the road, but it was right in the center. And I seen a young man at 14 years old ministering in Australia. And I knew it was him. Now, God impressed that on my heart, and he showed me. When we walked in, if I had not seen that, what I was about to see probably would have knocked any of the faith I built up right out of me. Because there was this little incubator thing and this bank of machines and, you know, tube in his head and side and all hooked up and he was just like, and they didn't think he would make it, you know, maybe the weekend. And we walked in. I talked to the parents about it, told them what I'd seen. I said, I believe this is his day of healing. And we walked in and we just began to minister to him. It was just, hey, baby, hi, I'm here. And the Holy Spirit's here with me. He came here to heal you. Instantly, his little body went, He started moving. 
His parents were like, oh. And we just kept going. He said, Lord, oh yeah, he's just, he wants to heal you. He's going to feel a little uncomfortable, but they'll get that stuff out of you, those tubes out of you. And just talking to him softly and just, you know, ministering to him. With the, pretty soon, the monitors start changing. The nurse comes around. Mm-mm. She walks away. A little while later, she comes. Within 30 minutes, life support was shut off. Baby was breathing on his own. Yeah. Not only that, we stayed in that place of worship and just said, Lord, more, more, more. A few minutes later, completely unhooked from all everything. Monitors and baby was being put in the arms of mom. She was just holding him and nurturing him. So then before we left, you know, part of the problem was with the intestinal and all that, so he'd never had a bowel movement, little guy. And so before we left, I just said, hey, baby, we got to go. But, you know, um, I just want to tell you, it's going to be a glorious poop when that happens. <laughs> and just, you know, just touched him within three hours. Had his first bowel movement. And he was, he was completely healed. The, you know, they wanted to go home. It was a Friday, but the dog said, no, we need to stay over the weekend. So the parents stayed over the weekend with the child. And this is in intensive care in the, you know, the baby area, whatever we call that. But, yes. So um, they stayed in there and worshipped. Over the weekend, the entire place cleared out. All the babies went home. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing, Lord. Testimony to do again. Do again, heal the children, Lord. We've got some friends that went to a hospital. They didn't go and start, you know, ranting, praying for anybody. They didn't pray for anyone. Out loud. They walked through the halls of the hospital, all the halls of the hospital. Now, this is documented. The whole hospital cleared out. Yeah, that's amazing. Everybody went home. And it lasted. They had to begin praying for jobs for the nurses and doctors because then it gradually filled up over, you know, the course of a few months, back to 85% filled. They went back to that city again. When they got off the airplane and put their feet on that soil... They got a phone call a few minutes later. Oh, something's going on at the hospital. People are just getting up and unhooking and going home. And it went down to 25% again. You know, there's miracles. He is a miracle-working God. There isn't anything that's too difficult for him. There's nothing that's impossible for him. I'm just going to hop over here right now. Um, 2 Peter 1.16 Again, if you're not sure where that is, Colossians and turn right. What a phenomenal thing John did by pressing into that for y'all, eh? Like, amazing. Okay, where were we? 116, okay. 
16 to 21, for we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty, for he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation, for, private, or for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, you all are the holy men and women of God. You're called the righteousness of God. Prophetic utterances as he directs. You know, there's a friend of mine, Pumzele. Just give a wave. That's a nice wave. <laughs> we met in Canada while I was gone to rest. And as I was sitting there, I heard some, some talking, a couple of ladies, and I heard... I heard that language before. Started talking to them. Yes, they're from South Africa. We connected, and instantly the spirit of prophecy started to flow. Now, when that happened, there was an instant heart connect with us and, and her family. From that time, Pumzele, has there been a transformational aspect in our families? Big time. Amazing. Just from a little word and just giving that word. It's, it, it's going to be a book. Or books. Yeah, for sure. In fact, her sister just finished her second PhD for fetal cardiology stuff, big long letters and names, and she's like scientist, spiritual daughter, so proud of daily way. So, you know, when God says, I want you to pour out to a nation, he'll do everything to empower that. He'll connect you to Ed and Clarinda, to John and Lisa, the Gwazi family in Canada, and I mean, I can just point to the Latskys down in Cape Town, to Bill Bennett. To, it just goes on and on and on. These were not all orchestrated events. I mean, if you were here this week, you know that John and I met face down on the carpet at Bethel Church, <laughs> crawling around when the Spirit of God hit us. So, prophecy. And in fact, right here in your house, hey, the microphone, would you mind if I just, uh, would you just uh, get that to Warren? Or Warren, do you want to just come up real quick and just... So out in the marketplace, you know, I'm a strategist and, you know, I love just getting into people's space of their business and their lives and where are you going? Is this matching up? What about this? And just offering a few suggestions on how to look at things. And really, all it is, is just creating that safe place so that we could be open and honest with one another, so that we can identify what the real need is, so then we can take it and just say, here, Lord, 
That's, that's how get, we thought we needed this, but let, here it is. Let's just, that's the need, and watch what he does. So you've, we just met this week. Mm-hmm. What happened? So um, obviously I had the privilege this week of uh, attending the FMI uh, Spring Conference, which I must still say thank you very much, John, for making that possible. And then obviously, as you know, I met, I met Rob, and I got to spend some time with him. Um, and obviously, Rob, just from my side, I genuinely love you very much. And, you know, through you, God has changed my life in a week. Uh, and I'll never be the same. So um, this has been a bit of a roller coaster week for me. Um, I've been up here a few times and obviously shared with all of you about our business and the struggles and the ups and downs. Um, and spent some time, really got filled with a lot of hope and passion that, you know, things are going to get better. Um, but, you know, the, the devil tries what he wants to try. And so Tuesday night had an amazing night, Wednesday morning had an amazing morning, but Wednesday in the lunch break, uh, I received a business phone call, uh, which actually literally shattered my world. Um, you know, I didn't want to come back the Wednesday night, I was, I was broken. And uh, luckily my wife said to me, you have to, you, you're meant to be at this conference, you have to be listening to what the guys have to say, the, the wisdom and the things that they are sharing. So I came on Wednesday and, you know, I forced myself to push in. And um, by Thursday afternoon, it's just it's ridiculous stuff, um, we received our biggest order for the year. Not only is it the biggest order, it's 1.5 million rand more than what I thought it was going to be. More, yay, increase, Lord. And, uh, you know, it's a customer that generally won't pay upfront payments, and they're paying half of it upfront. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, really what this week taught me um, through Rob and, and everything, you know, the song that we sang, you know, you know you're going to sing through the storms. Honestly, I, I've learned that principle this week like never before, um, that it doesn't matter what's going on, trusting God, and I'm telling you right now, He is never, ever, ever going to fail you, ever. Mm, so good. Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. That's it. You know, in that, in that meeting with Warren, those things were decreed. They were actually decreed. You know, he was telling me that, you know, hey, they, yeah, well, in our business, here's how it works, and they just don't do the deposit, which would help to fund this, to get this. I said, yeah, well, that's not the norm, but, and we decreed it, that they would bring that deposit. Just all those things that happened. Nothing happens in the kingdom of God without first there's a declaration. Seek the Holy Spirit on what is it I can decree right now to see your manifest goodness in front of me. His desire is not that you have to struggle and wait for long periods of time. It's a little bit of struggling. Poof, there it is. If you've been going through something for over nine months, it's not a season. There's something else going on. And that's not to make anybody feel bad, because I've been there. It's just a matter of recognizing, hey, you know what? This is not a season. This could be some oppression. This could be something. I need to, I need to go get some prayer. I need to dig in more. Lord, no, this is not your will that I, you know, that the season thing that I thought it was. It was just that's, and, and just get it identified. Um, you know, I wish we could spend all day together 
and just share. And I would love to hear from each one of you because I know God is doing some marvelous things with you. Extraordinary. Yeah, with you two. Yeah, even, even taking away disappointment and in its place, pouring in new oil. That's why the oil was flowing. That's why it was flowing this morning. It was for you and for you and for you and for me. But even right now, he's pouring out more oil on you. You can feel it. Yeah, and it's time. The latter will be greater than the former. Yeah. I have some really good friends with here today, family. So some of you met Ed the other night. We had him up. He stood in the gap for governmental and we, amazing prayer time, et cetera. And so I got to meet them in 20. 12, I believe it was, for the first time. Good friend of ours, Rob Harris. Rob, I bless you. Thank you for introducing us. Um, Ed works in amazing areas. Right now, God has him working in the government, okay? Very influential positions. He was at the IMF for a while in Washington, and now he's back. God is positioning people all through society in restaurants, in government, in businesses, and the, the anointing in the workplace is moving. We come together to corporately receive and be equipped and to corporate, for corporate worship. But we then go out there. We don't leave all of that. We carry increase with us when we go out. And when, when you know you're carrying increase and you go out and you walk into your office tomorrow morning, he's there waiting for you. There's miracles about to take place. But I just want to move into a little bit of a ministry time. And so Ed's wife, Clorinda, is just an astounding individual who I've just been so privileged to be around, especially when she begins to minister to the Lord. So I've asked her if she would come up. This is Clorinda Sishi. Just to, we started in worship. This, we just continued through. And today we just want to end in a little worship and just turn our affections to the Lord and just honor him and, and what he wants to do. And yeah, uh, you know, if there's anyone that had, she'll be starting right away. So, oh, John and Lisa, you know, I'm just gonna come down there for a minute because things are getting a little stirred up on me right now. And if you can stand up, yeah, Lord, let's just, just start the outpouring right here. Just pour out an increase of your spirit. Do we have people that if we get moving around are able to help a little bit? Lord, lavish your goodness with increase on them. A great transfer of wealth. Great transfer of wealth. 
spirit of wisdom and understanding flowing to and through you. Books, 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 books. We need the books. We need the, we call forth the theologian that's in you. Mind of Christ. You know, if I'm praying for someone, you can receive it too, right where you're sitting. Just right now. Yeah. Lord, overflow them. Touch them again, Lord. You have touched them, and I ask that you touch them again. More, Lord, more, more, more. And bless them with the financial anointing. Shock them, Lord. May their time on this sabbatical be blessed with increase. More than enough. Lord, send them out with enough to display to the world that they're blessed to be a blessing in the mighty name of Jesus.
transformational power in the name of Jesus. Transformational power, great and mighty wealth of the King of Kings come. True riches, pour out. Pour out on your men, Lord. Pour out on your women. Pour out on your children. Increase what you're doing with your sons. It's hard to believe that God could make you two even more generous. That's hard to believe. But it's real. And as that pipeline from the treasury of heaven continues to open up, the avenues to bless and be generous open up in you and is coming through you. And I declare that that first deal is a small one, even though it's so large. Yeah. I think you two should just stand up if you can. Is this your daughters? Oh, boy, they should, they should stand up too. Yeah. There's so many amongst you that God is just doing some amazing things, but tell you the details, but I can just tell you that these two men and their colleagues have pressed into something that will be part of not just seeing economic prosperity in this nation, but the entire continent. And so that you know, for that to come to them and come to fruition, there was a great price paid they paid a great price for the body of Christ we recognize that and I just I honor you before the king of kings and ask for increase to come upon your daughters
head Let's hear your voice It's better than mine <laughs> For real apostolic coverings, but right now under that is an apostolic uncovering. It's arise and shine for your light has come. God will use the unassuming. Watch what he does with many of you. Do you know he, if you're a janitor and have barely had enough day to day and month to month for years and years, he can make you rich and you can still be a janitor. He can do that. It's not what we chase after, not all of us to be a billionaire. That's not what we chase after. We chase after him. He is true riches. He is our portion. And he is a person
corporately and he shows up with a corporate mantle and there's a corporate mantle over this house anointings flow from that it's like a positioning where it's a target in the earth for ministering spirits angels hey let's go there let's go walk amongst those people let's see what they speak out of their mouth because the angels of God are eager to fulfill their assignments God himself even comes under this corporate mantle that he's in charge of he's a good good king leaves his throne to come and be with us, to hold us, to nurture us, to prepare us, to provide for us. He leaves his very spirit with us. He goes back and he rules and reigns. He's in control. He is in control. The great I am is in control. This great nation of yours is shifting. I just want to release a blessing on you and a blessing of increase for prosperity. The Lord came that you would have life and that life abundant, that you would prosper and be in good health, that you'd prosper in all things. You'd be sufficient. You would have every, every spiritual, every good gift but also you would have more than enough. You're blessed to be a blessing. So I'm asking, Father, that you would release corporately the financial blessing that freely flows from the treasury of heaven through this corporate mantle. And you would release that to every individual that is here and can hear my voice. 
Shock them, Lord, with provision. Even today, when they leave here, may they go with increase. And there's more. And there's even more tonight for anybody who comes out. God's got more when you come together under that corporate mantle. It's like the angels ascend and descend. But we gather and we go. We gather and we go. We come and gather his goodness and then we take it out to the community. So in your going today, know that you're sent once. You're operating in the apostolic anointing of God. So have an amazing afternoon. Know he's walking with you. He's in you. He's on you. Take some time to just love on people this afternoon. If you're coming back tonight, well, we just may see you. Pumzalea, are we here tonight? Do you know? No? Maybe? Just might? mighty name of Jesus, we just speak blessing over you. Father, I ask that the work that you've done in every heart here today, including my own, that you would seal that up. You would keep the enemy far from us. That you'd continually pour in your spirit of love, the perfect love that keeps fear away. Lord, that you would rise up in each one of us a spirit of boldness. That we'd be able to step out of these doors and we'd be bold. We'd know we're strengthened in the Lord. And we'd go with exceeding abundant joy into Joyburg in the name of Jesus. Amen.